It doesn't seem like it was that long ago that the group of high-caliber women's marathoners in Canada was a lot smaller. Take 2014, for example. That year saw just three women dip under the 240 mark, a time that was bested a grand total of 10 times in 2018, with a couple of debuts already this year below that time and a third very promising one still to come. With the field getting stronger and stronger, it's likely to push those who have already arrived and those who are yet to come to utilize every tool made available to them and to innovate and try new things to try and maximize their position. Leslie Sexton, a marathon national champion, did just that this year. Make your way out west to better weather and a plethora of potential training partners on the west coast, avoiding the snow and ice of her home in London, Ontario. Leslie joins us this week to talk about that experience, what her spring is looking like, and a whole lot more. You're listening to The Terminal Mile at The Terminal Mile on Instagram and Twitter, a Tracky Radio production. All right, first things first, welcome back to Ontario. Um, you know, I'm sure you saw the weather back here in in London, Ontario, while you were uh, out doing your, your training camp, and I, I'm sure that had a lot to do with things. Um, like I said, maybe maybe we'll start right there. Um, you know, what were the big pull factors out to Vancouver to to try a training camp this year? Um, well, I trained through, I guess, quite a few. Uh, I've just found it a, a struggle to get. Uh, some of the specific work in that um, that I wanted to do. Um, and I, I knew I was going to be training towards a, a spring marathon. Um, so just in discussing it with my coach, we decided um, to try a, like a, 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 I guess a warmer weather training camp, I'll call it. Um, we talked a, bit, a little bit about going to the States, but eventually we settled on Vancouver um, just because it's it's an area that I know already. Um, I know some people there and I wouldn't be, um, just in a place on my own doing nothing but running. I think that that might not have been very good for me mentally. Um, yeah, so we, um, we kind of settled on Vancouver and then, uh, got in touch with Richard Lee to see, um, if I could do some workouts with his group. Um, so it was, it was really good. Like, um, it's a beautiful place to train. Uh, the weather's a lot milder than it was here in Ontario, um, and I, and I got some good workouts in, uh, with a, a good group of women out there. Yeah. I mean, let's, uh, let's talk about that because, you know, we, uh, for those who are following along on, on Instagram or on Twitter, they would, they would see that you trained with, with a whole bunch of people, not just in Richard Lee's group, uh, although they, they did make up a bulk of that, but, uh, you know, who are some of the, the characters that you got to, to hook up with on runs? Um, so mainly, um, I actually ran, uh, probably the vast majority of my runs with, uh, with Catherine Watkins, um, partly. And, and she's, uh, she's in BCP. Uh, she's a, a really good masters runner, uh, just ran, uh, two forty last fall at the, uh, Berlin marathon. Um, so we, we lived, uh, we, we live like, or where I was living out there, it wasn't too far from me. Um, so we met up for quite a few runs cause she was doing some longer stuff and it just fit really well with the schedule. Um, and then, uh, for workouts, uh, Rachel Cliff was often doing a lot of the same workouts. Um, and then for some of the shorter intervals, um, Erica Digby and Kirsten Lee were there. Um, and for easy runs, there were, well, there's lots of runners in Vancouver, which is awesome. Um, 
I ended up being next door neighbors with uh, Dana Pitoreski, which was uh, kind of funny. I, I was just staying in an Airbnb and we, we happened to uh, be next door neighbors there. So we went for quite a few runs together. And then uh, uh, and Natasha was um, got to run with her a little bit before she went off to do NACAC. Um, so it's possible I'm forgetting some people, um, but there's there's lots of fast runners in Vancouver, which is awesome. Uh, so it was, as for me, as someone who's used to doing a lot of my training alone, it was good to have some company, uh, especially through uh, the month of February. Oh, for sure, for sure. You know, you mentioned that, that you're doing a lot of the same workouts as uh, as Rachel. She's actually set to take on another marathon uh, this weekend coming up. How is how is she looking in workouts? Like, can we expect pretty big things? Do you think? Um, yeah, from the workouts I saw her, she, she looks really good. Um, uh, it's, it, it's been really exciting just following her progression over the years. Um, and, and with her times in, in the shorter distances, I'm, I'm really excited to see what she can do with the longer stuff. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to put any pressure on her and well, she's probably, um, maybe focused on the race and not necessarily listen to podcasts at the <laughs> moment, but <laughs> Um, I, I think for Rachel, like it's it's not a matter of will she get the record. It's it's a matter of when. Um, like she, it, it'd be great to see her do it this weekend. Um, but if not, uh, I I think it's in her future, and uh, I'd I'd like to see that Canadian women's marathon record um, starting to catch up with uh, with the rest of the world, so to speak. Um, so it'd be really good to see someone get it down to. Uh, you know, that, like that 225 range. Um, so not to, not to put too much pressure on Rachel because I, I don't think she'd like that. But um, I, I'll just say I'm like, I, I know she's fit. It's, uh, so it's going to be exciting to, to follow her progress in Nagoya. You, you know, the bringing up Rachel makes, makes me think of a lot of, you know, how deep that field is right now in, in Canada and, and how the potential for that record to go down is it almost seems like an inevitability and, and we will definitely get to that. But uh, one thing, one thing that really interests me is it's a, uh, it's been a couple of years since you, uh, you've taken on a, a spring marathon. Um, you know, maybe that's by choice, maybe, maybe not so much, but uh, maybe expand upon that. Why, why are you choosing to run a spring marathon this year instead of just uh, a fall marathon? Yeah. So for the, for the past few years, it's um, like you said, it's uh, so, some was by choice and some wasn't. Uh, it's been a few years since I've done it. Um, in, in 2017, I was uh, still recovering from an ankle injury. So I was, uh, you know, pretty much sitting on the couch until March, which didn't leave me much time to, to get fit for one. Um, and last year, um, Steve and I just made the decision to, uh, to work on some shorter distances like the, the half and the 10 K. Um, so it's for, for this year, um, just knowing that the, uh, the qualifying window for Tokyo, uh, had opened up in January. Um, I want to give myself as many chances as possible to, to run a fast marathon, uh, within the Olympic qualifying window. So that means, um, you know, training for a spring marathon now, um, another one in the fall. And then, uh, you know, if, if I need to another spring one next year, but we'll, we'll see if it comes to that or not. Um, so yeah, the, the idea was just to, um, you know, get, get fit again over this block, um, run a fast time and, 
if I can improve on that in the fall, that'd be great too. But um, if not, um, I'm, I'm giving myself lots of opportunities to, uh, to get the time I need. Um, so I'm not sure if this is out there yet, but uh, you, in fact, are running the Prague Marathon. Um, there's been quite a few Canadians over the past couple of years who have, who have run that marathon. Have you have you reached out to them, um, or you know, like where where are you getting your your course intel? I guess uh, you could say. Um, yeah, actually, yeah, I talked to. Um, I guess Trevor didn't actually end up doing it, but. Um, ended up going out to Prague. So I talked to Trevor uh, a little bit when he was in Vancouver um, out for the first half. And um, I'll hopefully uh, reach out to some other people to, to see what it's like. Um, but yeah, that, uh, that, that was part of what attracted me to it. Like they've been, uh, they've been welcoming to Canadians um, over the past few years. And um, it, it was, a lot of it was the, um, the date and the timing. Um, I had I, I knew I didn't want to do one that was um, really early in the spring, like like a Rotterdam or one like that. Um, just knowing what winter training is like, I wanted to be able to have March and April to to get those key workouts in and um, be able to do that in in good condition. So um, yeah, we uh, Steve and I were kind of looking at a couple different options in that late April, early May sort of thing, and. Um, Prague was, I guess, the the one that got back to me and um, and and wanted to have me there. So um, yeah, that's what we ended up doing, and we're we're working towards that now. So I'm excited about that. So uh, you, perhaps fill me in here because okay, so this this one interview I heard with uh, with Desi Lynn in the one time uh, she was still with the Hansons at the time, and she talked about how you know like course preparation with the Hansons is done to a level i guess that you would say that the hansons are, are really well known for you know like they would like mimic parts of the course and stuff like that is that something that you guys you know make a priority and stuff do you do you gear your training to what you think the course is going to be like at all um yeah with it it's tough with a marathon in europe just uh not not really knowing what to expect and not being able to um, really preview the course ahead of time. Uh, I guess if, if I had uh, access to unlimited funds and got to fly over there and um, do a few training runs on it, that'd be awesome. But um, we're, you know, it's going to be one trip. So, um, we're, yeah, I guess that that's not in the cards yet. Um, but, yeah, it's um, mainly like I'm just over this block, I'm looking to um, kind of, get in some good good long runs and workouts in like a in a variety of different, different terrain and conditions um i i'm doing uh around the bay at the end of this month um and so so this month we'll kind of be focused on like finding um some hillier routes so that i'm i'm prepared for that um but yeah as for Prague, just uh with it being a a little bit of an unknown um you, you know i i want to be doing like uh, some some hilly stuff, some flat stuff, and then you go in uh, kind of prepared for any, for anything. Um, it it is nice uh, having Toronto in the fall because I've I've done it so many times now. I I know the course and I know what to expect. Um, so it's uh, it's a little more comfortable doing that. But um, yeah, the, this this um, training block, um, and that's partly the partly what kind of the reason for going out to BC was just about. Um, you know, doing some different things, getting comfortable being in different situations and, uh, 
um, you know, on, on different routes, doing different training and, and being able to adapt and handle that well. You know, you talked about doing around the bay. Is, it, is this your first time uh, doing the 30K race? Um, so I started it in 2012, but I was just having a horrible day and dropped out. So um, I've never finished it. <laughs> um, so I, I don't have to worry about being, it being my debut or anything like that. That's, uh, that ship has sailed. There's no pressure there. Um, but I, yeah, I, I knew um, like after I... I I'd done it, but not finished that at some point I want to come back and, uh, give the course another go. Um, yeah, unfortunately I, I dropped out around 20, so I didn't get to see a lot of the Hills. Um, but, it, um, just talking to, to lots of runners who have done that course, I, I, I sort of know what to expect and, um, I'm, I, I am going to, uh, this month, um, do a training run or two in, in Hamilton with Victoria Coates. So um, hopefully we can get into that area and uh, and maybe preview some of those hills so I know what it's going to be like. You know, over the past couple of years, there, there's been a lot of high-caliber runners who, who have run it, but they, they've run it more as, as a workout. Um, you know, what's what's the plan there? Are you going to go all out or, you know, like what's uh, what's what's the plan for racing? Um, so around the bay is, I believe, five weeks before Prague. Um, so it's it might be doable to, to uh, all-out race both. But, um, yeah, from the start and, and talking to Steve, I think we decided we wanted it to be um, a, a marathon effort run, I'll call it, um, just with the, with the nature of that course and sometimes with uh, uh, adverse weather conditions, um, it's possible that I'm, I'll go at marathon effort and it ends up being slower than goal pace. Um, and that's okay because 30 K is a, a pretty long haul to do. Um, but yeah, yeah, just this year, um, looking at the training, we wanted to try, um, doing some longer efforts at marathon pace. And, um, we thought around the Bay fit really well as a, as a workout. Um, so it, it'll still be a hard effort. I expect anytime you're, you're going that long, um, at close to marathon effort, it's, um, it's, it's going to be really tough. Um, but I'm, yeah, I'm doing, looking at it more as a workout and, and doing that as opposed to, um, like fighting for every single second out there. Um, I expect in the last 10 K, like if I'm near another woman, I, um, I'm probably going to get competitive and, uh, hmm. and want to push it to the end, but, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, the goal is just to, to go out there and get a good steady effort in and, uh, see how, See how the legs handle it. You know, you mentioned uh, you've you've done a couple training runs with uh, with Victoria Coates uh, in this build, uh, which is is interesting. She's really been on the rise in, in some of the longer longer distances lately. Uh, what's that been like? You know, is is she in pretty good shape right now? Uh, yeah. Well, and actually, um, yeah, we both ran the the chilly half um, on the weekends, and um, we. It, it looked like we ran together from the pictures, but we actually, uh, I think, felt good at different times, good or bad at different times in the race. And so uh, we didn't run together a whole lot, but we were right there uh, racing each other over the final kilometer, and that was really cool. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I did some runs with her um, back around, uh, like, end of December, early January, um, when she was uh, um, visiting some family in, in St. Thomas, and... 
um, yeah, that, that went really well. So we, we just decided to um, try and keep that going a little bit. So um, yeah, the, the plan is to um, kind of this month and next, uh, maybe once every couple of weeks, we'll, um, we'll group up and, uh, and do like a, a long run or a workout together. Um, and yeah, it's just, uh, again, just having um, training partners and, um, and Victoria is, is someone like, I, I, I respect, um, just her, her grit and training and racing. She's someone who, um, can, can go out there and I think get the most out of herself, um, and, and show, uh, whatever, like however fit she happens to be. Um, and that's something I want running just becoming more consistent and, um, being able to, to fight through when, uh, it's maybe not, not your best. And yeah, so it, it's, uh, it's been fun running with her and, um, hopefully we can get some, some good sessions in, in the spring. Okay. So some, some fairly big news, uh, recently in the marathon world, uh, is the fact that, uh, with the, the qualifying for Tokyo 2020, um, there is now a Scotiabank Toronto Waterfront Marathon, um, you know, component to that where, you know, if you, if you have the standard and you place first, then that, that automatically puts you on the team. Uh, that's gotta be pretty big news for you. Uh, what was your reaction when you, when you heard it and how do you, how do you feel this will, will play out? Um, yeah, I think it'll make things really interesting. And, um, I, I think it's a good call. Like I, I like having, um, I, I think there, there should be some kind of, um, thing like that in the criteria where, um, you can, you know, you race it out at a championship and, and the winner gets to go. I, I think that's, that's great as opposed to um, just having like a um, what I'll call like a time trial scenario where you, you just take the top three ranked. Um, so yeah, that'll, that'll be really exciting. And um, Toronto is, uh, is a race I would, I would do anyway, I think even without the qualifying spot, because um, it's, you know, it's, it's somewhat local. It's, it's always uh, set up um, that, that Alan uh, helps, Canadians run fast uh, and, and sets it up for them to, to do that. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And um, depending on, on who does it, yeah, I think it could be really interesting. Um, if uh, if Rachel's there, um, I I got to think like she's a, a lock for the top spot. I mean, anything can happen in the marathon, but um, it might not as be as, as exciting of a day. But if, if she doesn't do it and, and maybe does like, um, the, the 10,000 in Doha instead, it could be really, really interesting because, um, the, the, the depth for the women's marathon in Canada has, has really improved over the years. And, um, I, I feel like that spot could be wide open to, um, you, you know, like six to 10 people who are in that, uh, like 230 to, Maybe, you know, 236, 237 range now. Um, but there's, there could be a, you know, a bunch of us on, on the verge of a breakthrough. And, um, if you, if you look at what, uh, Canadian women have done over the past few years, um, yeah, you, you absolutely count, can't count out, can't count out like a, a 235 to 237 woman, um, 
because uh, you know, like uh, someone like Mel Moran, um, who who went from like 239 in uh, 2017 to 234 last year, um, you know, anyone could be on the verge of a big jump. And yeah, I think it'll be really exciting to see. Um, yeah, just a a bunch of fast women fighting it out for that spot. Okay, I'm I'm gonna run some some numbers by you real quick. Uh, in 2014, there was actually only three women uh, who were under the time of, of 2:40. Uh, it was really close to having having four, but only three. Uh, this past year, in 2018, uh, I'm sure I don't need to tell you, but there was a grand total of 10 different uh, women who who went under that time. Now, since then, there have been two debutantes. And I would imagine that there is probably going to be a third debutante who's going to be under 240 uh, this spring. Uh, maybe I'm looking into my crystal ball or, or maybe that's just a, a, a logical thing for something that maybe hasn't been announced yet. But uh, either way, you know, that the, that's huge. That's a massive jump uh, in depth. Maybe 2014 wasn't the, wasn't the greatest year, but that's a huge jump in depth. Well, what would you attribute that to, uh, you know, if you were to think about it? Um, yeah, it's, it, it's hard to pick, um, kind of any one thing, but I, like, I, I look at myself and, and some of the other people I know in, in the marathon. And I think a lot of it comes down to just, um, women now like staying in the sport for longer, trying the longer distances, um, and, and having, I think, both the patience and the, the tenacity to um, give themselves um, several years to, to develop and succeed. Um, yeah, because, like, for, for me, it's been um, a very long-term process. Like, um, I, I think I didn't do my first marathon until I was uh, 27 or something like that. Um, and I'm... I'm I'm still uh, looking to progress as I uh, am, I go further into my 30s. So, um, yeah, I'm, I, and I, I don't want to say like, oh, it's, um, it's any one person or anything like that that inspired us. But, um, yeah, I, I, I just have to give it to like everyone who is motivated and, and working hard and, um, and having to go at those distances. Um, sort of and, and doing what they need to do to make it work like um a, a lot of us are are um some people are working full-time jobs or part-time jobs in my case um and just finding that that balance where you can still train at a high level but pursue your athletic goals um so that, that's really exciting to see and um i'm i'm happy uh so many women are, are getting to that level now oh definitely definitely all right well I would I would like to to know, and I'm sure the people would like to know. Uh, you know, you mentioned running in Prague, and you mentioned around the bay. Uh, what what else is uh, in the cards for this year besides you know uh, Scotia in the fall? Um. Yeah, I guess the yeah the the main main uh, um, goal races are the ones you mentioned, but um, yeah the the plan is to uh spend a little bit of time in the summer um kind of going down a bit a bit in distance and and working on some speed so um might be more on the roads than, than the track but i i want to do a few 10ks um so so probably uh something like waterfront 10 and um edmonton 10 was uh was great last year it was 
was the first year of the event and I, um, I had a good day there and I won. So, um, I'd, I'd like to go back and do that one again. Um, yeah, just, uh, I, I found over the past few years, um, kind of starting with a, a little bit of a speed block in the summer and then going right into marathon training after has, has worked well for me. Um, and last year I found, uh, I was really fit at the start of the marathon block so I could just jump in and, um, and hit some good paces right away. So, uh, that's, that's sort of the plan again to, um, uh, to kind of, um, do a lot of the same races as I did last year, starting in the, the spring and summer. And then, um, yeah, build up to the, the marathon in the fall. Uh, well, I should mention this because you can pretty much set your set your clock to it. But uh, every single year at a fantastic race series, uh, the the London Distance Series happens at TD Waterhouse. Um, be sure to find out as much information uh, about that as as possible. But uh, every every single year, you you jump on the track for pacing duties and at least one race, uh, and usually that that race is is a shorter distance than than what you're accustomed to running. You know, is is that something you still get a lot of enjoyment out of, you know, jumping into pace like a 5K or uh, I think it's been a few years since you've jumped into to a 1500. But, you know, is, is it something that still gives you a lot of joy? Yeah, yeah. Pacing is it's stressful, but it's fun. Um, yeah, I, I, I paced. I used to pace at 1500 meter night, but uh, basically what happened was the the fast sections got too fast for me. Um, and I couldn't do it anymore. Um, just cause I, I, I'm, I, I don't have great natural speed and I, and I don't really train that cause it's not, um, what, what I'm really needing to do as a marathoner. So I, I can't go out in like 64, 65 for a 400. Um, it's been a, a long time since I ran that fast, but yeah, I, I definitely still enjoy it. And, um, I, I remember, yeah, um, having some, uh, some races where I paced, uh, like a 3000 or a 5,000 and, um, help, help pace someone to like a world junior standard. Um, so the, uh, yeah, so Brandon McDougal did that a few years ago. Um, I, I paced her in the five for that. And, um, I think, uh, Cleo Boyd went, um, back when she was a junior, uh, for the 3000. So doing that is, um, like I, I like to think of it as my, my way of giving back and, um, maybe helping in, in some little way, um, to, um, help those future, those athletes who, um, have a lot of potential, get, you know, help them and help them out to get them on that national team, uh, get them the experience to, uh, run at a, a world junior championship. So, um, yeah, it's, it's fun doing it. And, um, I, I want to, um, you know, be a good example and, and help people out when I can. So uh, that's that's definitely a, a good way of doing it when we host the meets here in London. Um, so I, I, I'm, I, we'll we'll see how the schedule looks. Um, it's possible I might try and race on the track if it if it works, but um, if not, I'm uh, always available for pacing. So if you're looking to um, like get a standard or, or something like that, hit me up. Um, London's always a, a, fa- a good place to do it, to run fast, and uh, I'll help and do whatever I can. Well, if there's such thing as good race karma, I'm sure you've uh, you've built up your share over the years, uh, taking a lot of pacing duty along the way. 
you know, best of luck to you, uh, you know, coming up in, in Prague. I, you know, I hear it's a fast course and, uh, and hoping for, for the best, uh, for you there as you, as you try new things and, uh, and try and, you know, differentiate yourself from, from the rest of the field. But, uh, no, it should be very, very exciting. Uh, all the best of luck with that. Thank you. Well, that wraps up another edition of the Terminal Mile. Big thanks to Leslie for joining us this week, as well as to Tracky for their ongoing support. Shoot us a follow on our Twitter and Instagram page, at the Terminal Mile, and be sure to head over to our Facebook page to like us there as well. Listening to the show is as easy as heading to iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Tracky.ca, and I appreciate all the ratings and comments we receive. They truly do mean a lot. Thanks to you for listening. This has been the Terminal Mile a tracky radio production.